Is there a problem, officer? Yes, you've got a noise complaint. Good afternoon, everybody. You've got it tuned to CITR 101.9 FM. We are broadcasting from the University of British Columbia, which is situated on the unceded and ancestral territory of the Musqueam people. And we broadcast to the unceded territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and tsleil nations in the city known as Vancouver. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to Noise Complaint. Uh, my name is Jasper. I'm here in studio with my colleague, Isia. Hello, Isia. Hello, everyone. Um, and we are joined by a very special group of people. We have uh, our, uh, uh, we do this once a semester. It is our uh, time together with the songwriting class from the creative writing department. Uh, forgive me, I can't remember the actual numbers of the class, um, but uh, they're joining us virtually by Zoom because of all of the snowfall on the ground, which made campus rather inaccessible to everyone today. Uh, but I'm going to throw it over to our um, our friend Tarek Hussein, who teaches the class, uh, no stranger to the listeners of CITR, uh, to introduce what we have on the program today. So Tarek, how are you doing, my friend? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, Jasper. Um, thanks for uh, thanks for having us all on. It's like an annual tradition here. This um, is yeah. Doing this. this is like the it's like the fifth or sixth time we've done this. Hey, Tarek. Yeah, it's fantastic, and I really always appreciate CITR for uh, and you and, and everyone and ICEA and and uh, all the folks uh, who who always let us do this and support us. So yeah, it's very much appreciated. So this is our our songwriting class. It's the advanced lyric songwriting co- uh, code numbers are um, four eleven uh, four eleven five eleven. So it's a mix of BFA students and um, M, uh, MFA students in this course. It's a small class. It's uh, 12 students, and everyone gets to explore songwriting from uh, you know their own perspective and desire, creative desires. And uh, it's it's been an excellent class. Um, and so you're going to hear various versions of things that um, folks have prepared for us today. And since we didn't get to do it in uh, in person, sometimes in some cases we're going to be playing the mp3 recordings of the songs that students submitted but we'll also have some performances as well so so we can get started um jeremy one of my students jeremy cruz has got a song uh it's called concrete horizon and uh, that's going to be our first song selection To live in trepidation, but we don't got time to ignore temptation. So let's cut away our old ways of waiting. Make some days that are worth replaying. Stay awake, fingers into the lace, and pull me into the hearts are racing. This concrete horizon is ours Roam the back streets, ATL on a repeat 
forget tomorrow, today we're complete Let's pretend we can stay this way and dance until we believe we're okay No mistakes, no words left to say, nothing left for us to escape This concrete horizon is Too much, and why should we keep hoping, pretending, delaying the ending? Keep on dancing, replaying. Don't know what to say no more. This concrete horizon, this concrete horizon. We will always share the constellations So let's drive slow to suspend this moment Laugh so hard we feel like we're floating Take a break, forget the unknown You can always call me home And this concrete horizon will always be Just heard the song Concrete Horizon. That's uh, one of the students from Creative Writing 411511, Jeremy Cruz. Jeremy, great song. What can you tell us about it? Hi. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Jasper, Aisa, and Tarek uh, for having me here today. Um, yeah, Concrete Horizon was song for the Creative Writing 411511 class. Uh, it was the latest one I wrote for um, a revision exercise. Basically, we had to revise a piece from earlier that we wrote this semester. And yeah, uh, this song is about basically not wanting a good moment to end and mm. not wanting to say goodbye to those who are special to you and just extending those moments you have with them before you go your separate ways. Cool. Could I wonder, um, you mentioned that this was part of a revision exercise. How did the song change from its original, you know, iteration? And what was that process like? Oh, yeah, it changed a lot. So <laughs> um, the piece that I originally, that I revised was like over a loop from like a different song. Um, and it was very short. It was maybe like 40 seconds. So mm. <laughs> definitely fleshed it out a lot more there. Um, I revised this piece because uh, I liked some of the lyrics and ideas to that original piece, but it was missing some depth. Um, I thought it needed like a central image, I guess. And I was looking through my notebook that I write some ideas in, and I found the the phrase "concrete horizon," and I thought mm. that was really um, I thought that worked perfectly for the song. And 
yeah, moving on after I found that central image, what was what I thought was missing from the song, I just focused on the feeling that I wanted to convey with the song, which was not wanting good moments to end. And mm. um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's um, why we always keep notes of, of of even the smallest little fragments of uh, ideas and thoughts. They often, I mean, they often come in handy. Uh, uh, years years down the road um very cool jeremy well thanks for thanks for sharing that uh so uh, i'll pass it off to you Tark, to uh introduce the next uh uh songwriter okay great um thanks um i have another student william william do you want to uh do you want to say anything about this song before we play it sure um it, it was, it, you know, it came out of that seven-day prompt that you gave us, and I was writing a song a day, and I, I wrote some music, and it reminded me of some lyrics that I'd written uh, in a play that I'd never shared with anyone many years ago. It was like a very personal play, and it was kind of about um, this character. He was he just got stopped being a monk. He disrobed, and so his life had been all about simplicity for a long time, and he was... You know, people around him were feeling that, but like he's in a different space than they were. And at the time I wrote this, I was actually living in a tent uh, for quite a few months on, on a little platform in the woods. And so I was kind of in the similar space myself of like simplicity and distance from modern society. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, let's take a listen to the song and then we can chat a little bit more when we come back. So this is uh, William Rubel's song. Um, is it called Slow Learner? Is that the name of the song, William? Up 
upon a flower that takes a life to open. We grow and lives by the inch with our illusions broken. Like pearls, we are the jewels of constant inner chafing. Journeys in unfinished time, always going to arrive. People are a paradox to make a statue cry. Once desperate for eloquence. I'm scared now to be simple. Slow learners, we return again to babies at the nipple. Slow learners, we return again to babies at the Wow, cool. Yeah, the song's called Slow Learners, or Slow Learner. That's uh, William Rubel, one of my students uh, in creative writing, advanced creative writing class. What comes to your mind, Jasper? Was there anything that you wanted to ask William about, about the song? Well, uh, I, I, I really liked the, um, the way you, you handled uh, all of these different instruments you know there's the upright bass and then the synthesizer and the piano i loved i really liked the sort of floating uh like the way the piano in particular was really meandering and not really uh abiding by any kind of tempo um which which gave it it had a very cool effect um and then sort of i didn't i didn't really realize it but then there was the double bass was in there um, so I just thought that the sort of overall tapestry of the song and the, the, the all of the elements were really cool, and the really intimate vocal uh, really liked that. Well, yeah, I'm curious if you could tell us a little bit about the song itself, William. Um, well, yeah, um, for many years I was in a band with my older brother um, Jody, who has this band called Sister Mug, fantastic band. Um, we had a different band, but. Um, I I always composed with him, so coming into this class, that was my chief anxiety. Like I can't write music, and I can't write my own song. I, like I've written hundreds of songs, but I can't write my own. And so it's nice to hear you say that. Like as far as I know, I, I I'm just chaotic with my tracks. <laughs> but yeah, I think this time I kind of almost uh, found a way to simplify. I, um, when you say chaotic with your tracks, do you mean like oh. within a within a, a sort of recording session, like all the individual elements of the song? Uh, yeah, mostly just with timing. Like I, I just have, except as a vocalist, I have no, I don't have the musician's training with timing. I mm. just, so yeah. I I think that's often an asset, though. Um, especially in home recording situations, you know, I, I think uh, it sort of frees you up to just be, I, you know, for lack of a better word, more free when you're delivering the song. 
And that came across to me as I was listening to that, that, that you've, it felt right the way it was delivered. Oh, that's great to hear. Thank you. So it was part of a, it was part of a seven day writing challenge, Tarek. Is that, did I hear that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. Does that sound torturous to you as a, as a, as a songwriter? Or maybe it sounds just, lovely. I don't know. No, my, my palms just got super sweaty, like <laughs> <laughs> having to deliver right. seven songs in, in seven days. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like one of the, the, the students are always doing writing exercises. I mean, I hope they enjoy them. I'm sure sometimes they feel like burdens, but, but, you know, the idea is to keep everyone regularly doing things. And that, as you know, as a songwriter, you know, if, if you're, constantly writing it's sharp and keeps you sharp right and i don't there's never an expectation that all the every song that you do in those rough prompts has to be a hit crafted four minute song with bridges and choruses like they can be ideas and just sketches and things so but yeah it is one of the things that i do, do have students do in this class is uh when they between one one class and the next class the next week they have to write something every day Cool. It's kind of fun. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. Uh, well, we're on to the next um, song, and it's uh, it's going to be a song by Kate Cunningham, and this is a song called "People Watching." Kate, uh, anything you want to say before, or should we just roll into it and chat later? Uh, no. Let's just let's just have a listen. Let's roll, and we'll talk yeah. afterwards. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll cue it up and. We'll make it happen. Okay, so here we go. People watching. I'm watching people 
That's Kate Cunningham's watch, watch, uh, People Watching is the name of the song. Uh, one of my students in creative writing, lyric writing class. Awesome. I had a question for Kate, actually. Um, so since obviously I know that you're in another band called Nonarchy because they played at the station <laughs> a few months ago for our like open house at the beginning of the semester. And I was just curious... Uh, what your like how your songwriting process kind of differs between writing with your band versus writing kind of solo stuff for this class or in your life in general yeah right um well I find it like it's like more freeing and also like way more challenging to write on my own because I I play several instruments but like not very well and my bandmates play like their individual instruments like, astonishingly well mm. so like I like when we're writing as a band I'll write the lyrics and the guitar parts and then they'll sort of fill it in and then with their own parts so like I don't know having the responsibility to write every single melody and every like rhythm that's involved is like it can be really exciting. For this song, it was really exciting. I spent so much time, like, I, I kind of lost myself in making this particular song. But sometimes, like, for other songs in this class, it's just been like, well, someone who's better at playing the bass would be able to do much better at this right now. So. I thought the bass line was great. It was so cute. I, I did Thanks. too. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, the bass line is actually what started this song. Sometimes it just comes. Sometimes. Sometimes I wish Thomas Ellison was around. <laughs> True. Jasper, yeah. did you have any anything you wanted to ask? Um, yeah, I, it, this definitely felt like a song that drew from your from from real life. Am I correct in in that? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, could you tell me a little bit about sort of the the narrative arc of the story? And, yes. Yeah. This song is about the emotional trajectory that I went through over the course of last summer when I was working at the Hollywood theater in the box office, um, which is like, it's like an old movie theater. So the box office really is just like a, a glass bubble on the front of the building that you like, it's just you and the door behind you closes. And it was really odd. It was really exciting at first, like to be able to just sit there and like watch people do their thing throughout the course of an evening like coming out to smoke and like 
seeing who talks to who and like I don't know watching people kind of like make their way through small talk is like kind of fascinating um and then one night I don't know what was going on this night I guess I wore a revealing tank top or something and like so many guys just like came up and like I had nowhere to to go or to move like I'm just trapped in this glass bubble that's like attached to the building and I'm just trying to do my job like I don't know so it was interesting how this thing that I was so excited about like being able to be like this fly on the wall like watching everyone walk down the street then became my the the worst part of that job also because it's a two-way street they also couldn't see me yeah yeah um that's such a bummer i'm sorry that yeah. i'm sorry about that um it's okay i got this song out of it yeah and i i i, I, I really like um essentially the the song changes at like the bridge and uh the, the whole vibe shifted uh and it was it was cool to like read the lyrics while that was happening so yeah. so because that all that all like kind of clicked at that moment um so I th- yeah it was it was cool it really gave the song like like a cool twist um to have it sort of flip like that and um so yeah well done and a really thank fun you. cool song thank you yeah thanks for listening Cool. Um, thanks for chatting about that, Kate. Um, that was one of the first songs that uh, Kate submitted for our, our, our workshop in class. So cool to hear that one again. Um, okay, so we're moving through our program. We've got uh, Nevin uh, is our next song songwriter. And um, Nevin, you're, you might just need to chime in on the title of this one because uh, I'm looking at the file and I can't remember what the title is totally okay um it's called breath eyes memory i've been like working on a title but um, yeah it's inspired by a book of the same name um so i figured i'd just like i don't know may as well title it the same thing um do that like kate bush withering heights vibe um nice uh yeah also i have i have to just say i didn't when like Kate's song was the first song I listened to of somebody else in this class and it is so amazing and I was so choked like trying to figure out what to submit after hearing that so I'm glad that it made it to air because it's great (laughs) thank you for saying that that's very kind um okay let's hear the track Start with breath and move to eyes. Memory lingers far behind. Find the red bird amongst the canes. Run away to breathe again. As the story soon unfolds, child begets. Family follows. Have a daughter. Hold her tight. Close your eyes with all your might. You have lungs like mountains' echoes to sing so loud when the river narrows. Hold your body close to you. 
adults under what they do. She asks, they melt. They dig. You are. I am. Free. listening, just tuning in uh, on the airwaves, you're hearing songs by uh, Creative Writing 411, 511, uh, an advanced uh, songwriting class. And uh, I'm Tarek here. You just heard a song by Nevin. Nevin, thanks for, for sharing that uh, recording yeah. with us. Uh, Nevin, um, do you, do you yeah, want to... go for it, Jasper. Yeah, do you... Um, it's, cool, it's cool to get a song, for a song to deliver a bridge before the chorus... Um, I noticed that, and I, I really, I think that's really cool. Um, I'd love to hear a, about a bit from you about this piece, and and sort of whatever you'd like to share about it, really. For sure, yeah. Um, thanks. I, yeah, like I said uh, before, it played. It's inspired by my favorite book called Breath Eyes Memory by Edwidge Danticat. Heavily recommend reading that. Um, and the, my favorite thing about that book is that um, the author maintains this narrative voice throughout that like the main character has several different ages. And I was kind of trying to figure out how to do 
like a voice change <laughs> uh, or like kind of represent two characters in one um, like song part. Mm. And so I splitting it at the bridge in the middle sort of um, felt like a good way to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I see. I see what you mean. I definitely got that there was an ex- there were there was an exchange of some kind of happening between two people that came across to me um, or at least that there were there were there were multiple people being dealt with in the piece uh, particularly towards the end um, I'm curious about how you brought the music together with your lyrics and sort of how that what that process was like for you where it started uh, what you started with yeah, so um, I started with the lyrics. I always do. Um, I'm not a songwriter, usually. Um, I write a lot of poems, <laughs> so that was like a poem, I guess. I always start with that. Um, and then um, adding like the keys throughout, I was trying to find a way to like elicit some melody that would, you know, um, bring about emotion. I suppose. Um, I have vocal damage, so singing is hard sometimes. Um, so I was trying to kind of like find a way to add that, the emotion that songwriting does without maybe having to sing myself. Yeah. Um, and the keys is what I came up with. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand. Um, and there was, and there was also uh, timing too. I felt like there was rhythm. Um, uh, so there were, you know, lots of musical elements happening, even though it was a spoken word piece. Uh, I really enjoyed the imagery in this, in this, in your, in your lyrics. Thank you. Yeah, it was very funny. Um, one of the comments I got in class was that it felt like a guided meditation, right. which I wasn't going for, but what I, I appreciated. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with it. Now that you mention it, I totally, yeah, I, I get where that comment's coming from. <laughs> um, definitely a, a compliment, though. Uh, it, uh, I guess, it speaks to the sort of the general effect of of the the, the piece. Um, but lovely, lovely piece. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Nevin. Um, so now we're going to uh, send it on over to uh, Sophia Osborne, um, who's going to play actually play something live from. Your home. You want to uh, you want to set us up for this one, Sophia? Yeah, um, I'm gonna try to play my song over Zoom with my guitar, and I hope it will sound okay for everyone's sake. Um, I also haven't really performed anything for like a bunch of people since probably like a church recital when I was 12 or something. So I'm I'm interested to see how this goes. Um, but yeah, this is my song. It's called Anything. I had a dream last night that you moved to Utah. But if I visited you tell me what you saw me with a sword bleeding from the head you in your sweater trailing yellow thread babe 
Sophia Osborne from UBC School of Creative Writing class uh, in lyric writing, and the song's called Anything. That's great. It sounded great through the through Zoom. Yeah, it did. I'm glad to hear that. I was like eyes closed. Like if it sounds horrible, no, it, was, I don't <laughs> it sounded great, and I uh, really enjoyed the song. What can you tell us about it, Sophia? Yeah, um, this was the second song I wrote for the class, and I guess just like the second song that I've written ever in my life. Um, yeah, I, I was very nervous coming into this class because 
I don't know, I, I feel like I think of songwriting as kind of like the most pure form of art and being in the in the MFA in creative writing, like at UBC, we're really encouraged to try different genres. And this has been the one that I've been like the most nervous to try because I was just like, if I'm, if I'm bad at this, I feel like I will feel like a failure <laughs> as a creative person. Um, and I remember at the start of the class, like saying, uh, Tarek asked us to set like one goal for ourselves for the year. And I was just like, I would like to write like one song that I'm happy with and proud of. And I feel like I actually wrote quite a few that I'm proud of, but I think especially this song, to me, it just really feels like a song. Like I, I wanted to have a song that, uh, that had repetition and like felt like catchy and had like a fun chorus, like kind of, um, yeah, and have that build up um into the bridge and everything it, I, it feels like a song to me <laughs> it felt like a song to us too i think um Great. <laughs> yeah uh i love the rhyme uh uh utah with <laughs> what you saw uh great um but I, I i amongst other things i really liked the lyrics uh in this in this song um it felt like i think you achieved that thing that uh, is not easy to do where you 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 have lyrics that sort of each line um, has a sort of distinct identity but when you take them all together they they really do belong together um, it, it, it was sort of you know these like fragments of these like human moments um, th- that's how it came across to me and I, I really enjoyed it um, you you know uh, you know we we know you here at CITR because you host a show uh, through Prism, and um, so I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Prism being a literary uh, magazine, um, so as you alluded to, this is sort of a departure for you to songwrite. And yet, yeah, w- you know, what was it like for you to sort of step out of the prose wor- world and into the songwriting world for a semester? Yeah, it was it was great. I I think realizing how much I can you can capture in such a small space with songwriting is so powerful like I I was actually just working on a song um for our final assignment for this class a different song that I realized is basically just my my whole thesis for my MFA like summed up in a a short song um that was a yeah kind of interesting realization and it's been fun and and the class too has been so supportive and I actually you you mentioned the Utah line and like that's kind of what the song started with because I actually did have a dream about someone moving to Utah mm. and then I thought about dreams and then I had that sort of fantasy line of like me with the sword mm-hmm. and when I brought it to class um, people in my workshop group really responded to the sort of fantasy imagery in it and so I ended up changing the second verse so that it had more of that feeling in it um, and yeah I kind of wanted to have this feeling of like in a, in a fantasy we could be anything but also in real life we could be anything yeah cool um because real life is often stranger than than anything we can imagine um great work sophia uh really enjoyed that and uh i'm I'm really glad to hear that you had such a good time in the class this semester writing songs thanks sophia thanks jasper uh yeah it's really nice to, to to hear uh what sophia mentioned too about our class that it's a very supportive and 
you know, um, Jasper, that's a big thing is, as you know, as a songwriter, that it's a very, it's very vulnerable, like sharing new songs, especially these songs are all really new. Students are generating them on the spot, right. And in a term. So, um, you know, you need to have a supportive group. And I think if anything, this, this group, I I can certainly give them so much credit for, for just being really there for each other. So it's really nice to, nice to have that in a class. Um, okay, so we're going to uh, play another student's work here. Um, I have something from uh, Phoebe Blanding, one of our MFA students. The song is called Pink Knives. Let's take a listen and we can come back and chat with Phoebe in a minute. Calm down, honey, you tell me. There's really no reason to worry. But I can't tell if that's a promise or a threat Hand me a pamphlet I'm overreacting Just a silly little girl So stupid, so lucky I shouldn't even be here So pull it together Listen, I'm trying Believe me, it doesn't help that I am drowning in pastel You call me a good girl So that's what I'll be Since clearly you always know better than me shiny and pretty and why would I want to be ugly and scary and mean no way sweetie don't say that we'll fix you right up real pretty but I can tell that's not a promise it's a threat show me a picture I'm not really looking just a bratty little girl so stubborn so foolish you know I'll change my mind so get with the program but I don't want think you're gonna save me, but it's only from myself. I look like a good girl, so why won't I be? And remember, you always know better than me. I'm shiny and pretty, and why would I wanna be ugly and scary and mean? I slept on the floor just for this. Cross borders, dodge bullets, and That's just what good girls do. Die in my veins, you misspell my name. But thank God the table is pink. If you call me a good girl, is that what I'll be? I wonder, will you always know better than me? I'm shiny and pretty, but maybe I wanna be ugly and scary and mean. Anything you say. Anything you say. Anything you say. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Of course. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Pretty,
because you're so fucking sure you know better than me. Too shiny, too pretty, and that's why I want to be ugly and scary and mean. Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck you! Watch out, buddy, I tell you. I'll give you a good reason to worry. And just to warn you, that's both a promise and a friend. Gave you an answer. Now I'm done pretending like a scary little girl. So vicious, so nasty, do you really want to test me? So bow down before me, I don't care if you don't want to. Believe me when I say that this is nothing So that's uh, a student in creative writing at the School of Creative Writing and one of my classes, uh, Phoebe Blanding in the song Pink Knives. Hi Phoebe. Um, I was just curious, like what was kind of your writing process and all, like kind of your inspiration, not only for the lyrical content, but kind of how you presented it. Like I found it very theatrical um, and it was like, really it painted a picture of like what you were singing about really well and it communicated it very well so i was just kind of curious what your inspiration was for that um yeah so it's kind of coming out of this i've been in the depths of a medical drama mm -hmm. um uh, i have a high-risk breast cancer gene and i'm trying to get a risk-reducing mastectomy and they've been uh like insisting that I like trying to force breast implants on me. Um, so I'm having all of these, like, this has been going on since like February um, and previously, but um, so I was kind of just like taking like some literal tidbits and then just sort of channeling them into a slightly less literal kind of, you know, like one, sort of Frankenstein uh, entity of medical sexism instead of any like real particular one. Um, and I think the performativity is like, I'm in these situations where I think, you know, when you interact with authority figure, like a doctor, there's kind of an expectation of performance and all this stuff, but like you have to kind of be like a nice girl to them, but also you kind of have to assert yourself. And that was a sort of weird Thing, and I was really thinking about how I was being pushed into, you know, I sort of have to talk to them in this way, but they're also like looking at that and being like, okay, well, this means we need to do this to your body. So it's this like big ongoing thing. Um, and it was really, yeah, it was interesting to me. Um, I'd never written a song before this and I don't usually write things that I would share that like I'm so in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very different and I don't necessarily feel like I would be able to do that with some of my more normal genres. Um, but I felt like it worked for me here. Um, yeah, and getting to shift those performances was I think kind of fun and cathartic for me. <laughs> wow, amazing. Yeah, that was really like a really well done kind of representation of what you were going through and it also, I feel like you said it's kind of like a general experience of medical sexism and not so much your specific experience but I also think the lyrics could really apply to just general kind of expectations that are 
put on women and like kind of that experience of that and I feel like a lot of people could relate to that song and especially like the kind of breakdown of all the voices it's like almost very cathartic and like be a good way like listening to it is kind of like letting off steam so that was really awesome about your song uh, so thank you so much for sharing um, all of that Thanks, Isia, and uh, thanks, Phoebe, for uh, for sharing the song and chatting about it. Um, all right, we're carrying on with uh, students in my uh, creative writing class at the UBC School of Creative Writing. I'm Tarek, by the way. I'm the one who teaches the classes, and uh, really happy to have a chance to to do this uh, on CITR. Um, Mason Temple is another student in my class. Mason is in the BFA. Uh, of creative writing and Mason, <laughs> what's that? You dropped the full name. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you gonna? You're gonna actually perform something for us, right? <laughs> I'm certainly gonna try. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah. Uh, I guess all I'll say is this was uh, the first first uh, song of Ed Smith, first major assignment. Um, also, was a birthday gift for someone at the same time. So familiar face um, should I just jump into it yeah go for it all right something familiar about your face but we've already met somewhere someplace I can get this feeling of a memory out of my mind. Do you mind? You said that you heard my voice before. Could there be something here that's more? You said that you felt the same and we felt the same as we did in another time. Gently, don't let go. Oh, you're begging me. Don't let go. You say you can't believe everything led to this. All the nights and the promise is no. Don't let go. Oh, it kills me too. Don't let go. But I keep hurting you. We tragically meant to hurt me. So why don't you just let go and let me set you free? for me all day and every night push you away you never left my eyesight started to beg you oh how you'll make this so much worse than it has to be you silly goose but now i'm looking for you in her and i can't sleep without you by my side haunted by that familiarity what could it mean what does it mean this dream it was last century we were lovers if you would believe me so don't let go because i can't do it don't let go oh i know i blew it maybe i can be everything that you needed me to don't let go are we each other's fate don't Please, God, still don't let go of your own 
and it was all made sense, babe. But I wrote the song too late. How can you say our heart is mine? We give someone else all of your time. How could you say soulmates could be just friends? The bloody sap thought this is the end. Like to think that somewhere, someday, we'll make it all right together. We'll stay familiar face soulmates from another time. Another time we'll try again. So happy that he makes you smile. I'll need some time, I'll be gone for a while. So as I put my heart to rest, know that I really gave you all my best. In the next life I saw we had a child. Maybe in the next one we won't be so far. So as my love dies, I'll see you in the next life. And maybe we can give it another try. Mason Temple, a uh, student in the School of Creative Writing, Lyric Writing class. Uh, and that song is called Familiar Face. Cool, Mason. Thanks for, thanks for performing on, on the call. Um, I'd, love, I'd love a little background on the song. Where, what can you tell us about it? Um, oh, I'm like shaking while I was so nerve-wracking. <laughs> <laughs> I, know you, I know what you mean. I know oh, what you mean. man. Yeah, I might feed myself a little. Um, <laughs> the uh, so, yeah, I just, you know, I had this relationship, of some kind, uh, this past year, and it all kind of came to an end. At, I guess, perfect time for this assignment, um, <laughs> and I thought, you know, why don't I just put how I feel into a song? I was aiming for like, an emo sort of sound, um, because the. It was also going to be a birthday gift from that person, and I both enjoy 2000s emo music. But it kind of came out a little musical theatery, and I was a little worried about that. But after we workshopped it, I don't know, I, I feel a lot better about it. It's just like, I just own it, you know? Just own it. So. It's, that's good advice, Mason. Uh, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you started doing the palm muted, duh, 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 I was like, okay, like, that landed with me, the sort of early aughts, yeah. 2010s emo rock kind of thing um you know nothing like a uh, uh a broken heart to uh <laughs> to inspire some songwriting hey oh yeah oh, yeah um, i'm glad that you you're you know feeling good about the song now i know what you mean sometimes uh like what you said about you felt like the song was maybe musical theatery um uh, you know that kind of doubt uh is really hard to deal with I you know I think all songwriters deal with it. Um, I'm glad to hear that that you've you've sort of come past it on the song now. Uh, what did it you know how, what what did it take for you to sort of get through that that sort of doubt or that what that hesitation? I think I just need to hear you know how, see people's reactions, hear what people have to say because. Yeah, you know, sometimes we're, we're standing, right? Like, of course, I'm going to doubt everything I do. Um, there are, it certainly does have elements of musical theater, but, um, and other people picked up on that, but it was more just elements, not just like, you know, little jazz hands should be like, <laughs> like somewhere in there or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it was just like, okay, like, let's look at this more objectively than, than um, 
the hypercritical inner critic, you know what I mean? So, and that was workshopping you did with this group in the class? Yeah. 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 It, it's true. It's it's a difficult process. Perform for anyone that I've heard. Mm. Um, uh, it, sorry? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's a difficult process workshopping one songs in a group, but it um, it's really good. It's mm. it's it makes it makes you better, and uh, it makes the songs better. Yeah, Helps ground you too. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks so much, Mason, for for performing on the call. Awesome. Uh, thanks, Mason. Thanks, uh, Jasper. Um, okay, we're uh, we're carrying on. We have another student lined up who's actually going to. Uh, perform uh, their song, uh, R.J. McDaniel. I, I'm not sure what you're performing, at, R.J., so you, maybe I'll leave it to you to, in, to introduce. I'm excited, though. I, I can see that blue ukulele in the in the Zoom window. So, Yes, my little $20 blue ukulele. Um, I was, you don't know what song I was going to perform because I was being w really wishy-washy about it. <laughs> I decided that I'll perform a song like some other people that I did as part of the seven-day songwriting challenge and then revised. And yeah. it's been in kind of a state of flux over the last week or so. And I have the lyrics like propped up on my phone here because I was changing them like an hour and a half ago. So if I say some lyrics that sound like they should be half one line and half another line, then that's why. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, and it doesn't, it doesn't really have a title. So that's some information for the listeners. In the fog, teenage winter walking circles in the park. The street lights shining through thousands of droplets of water. I thought I saw a shape that looked like you approaching. And I felt ashamed. I felt scared How could I feel So afraid of you, my love When in my mind I was the one you should be afraid of Cause I could never rest Not even in your arms My teeth were bare always ready to tear you apart can you hear as you come near can you hear can you hear me breathing in the dark and in the cold i couldn't even lift a finger I couldn't hide the shadow of each panting breath When I got home I watched my frozen fingers turn purple I called you on the phone but there was no answer Were you there that night? Were you there? Were you there? Your shadow outside my window Were you there like 
your voice as it got louder Like your hands on me, like a shattering I can't remember And when I think about it now I get this feeling It's like an anvil pressing down above my chest Outside the snow is falling and I'm warm and quiet But in my ribs I feel the fear that never left I thought I was the predator but I was prey And I wish I knew how many years will have to be this way Cause when I look out now and see a shape in the fog I'm still that tiny creature shivering in the dark student in the UBC creative writing uh, class, the lyric writing class, um, and the song currently untitled at the moment um, sounded beautiful on the uh, lovely blue, bright blue ukulele. <laughs> wow, awesome. Thank you, RJ. Um, that song was super beautiful. It was very vivid and like descriptive. I feel like I could see everything you were singing about, which was pretty amazing. Um, and I just had a question because you mentioned how you were kind of rewriting the song up until the last minute and it still ha doesn't have a title. Um, when do you feel like a song you've been writing is finished? Like, is there ever a moment that you're like, okay, this is it? Or do you just kind of decide that I should just put it out or else I'll be doing this forever? I should just finish it or else I'll be editing forever, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely not just in songwriting, but in any kind of writing that I do. I'm a tinkerer. Like, if I have the opportunity to change something infinitely, I will change it infinitely. Um, but because I worked in, like, journalism and online media, uh, there was just not the opportunity to do that most of the time. It would just be like, this is the way it is, and now everyone's going to read it. So I think, like, because this song is not something that I'm imminently planning to release in any formal way, like, I do kind of cling to those sort of formal release structures as a way to tell my brain that this is over now and I'm not going to fix it anymore. But as long as I have this in my back pocket um, and it's something that I'm still interested in, I definitely could see myself just changing it forever until I get bored. <laughs> awesome. And um, just in general, like kind of what was your writing process for the song um, and kind of your inspiration in the lyrics as well as the music? Yeah, so be, as I mentioned before the song, this was part of the seven-day songwriting thing that Tarek had us do. 
Um, and partially just because of the compression of doing it in seven days, but also because of my experiences with in previous assignments for this class, working more with production and using like a digital audio workspace and being really intentional about production choices and like constructing images that were coherent. Um, I decided for the seven day songwriting thing to just improvise. So what I did was I like fully, I hadn't played the ukulele in years <laughs> and I knew I was gonna have to do it for this performance. So I was like, oh God, I better start playing the ukulele. So I did like an improvised sort of chord progression and recorded that and then fully improvised lyrics and vocals over it. And that, like, the result of that improvisation was, like, some of the stuff that I was happiest with in the entire term. And I felt like was coming from a very different place because it was just off the cuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so actually, pretty much like, the chord progression is exactly the same. I mean, it's very simple. The melody is pretty much exactly the same as the improvisation. Basically, and a lot of the lines just made it through directly intact, and I just built out kind of from there, basically through doing more improvising. Yeah, and I feel like because the chord progression and kind of the melody were very simple, it kind of let your lyrics really shine. Um, it's kind of the star of the song, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, thank you for sharing. Uh, who do we have up next, Tarek? Well, actually, uh, Jasper's going to have a, a quick chat with uh, another one of my students, uh, Jordan Atmore. Hi, I'm Jordan. <laughs> hey, Jordan. How how are you? How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just from the comfort of my home, says we're snowed in. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a great time to be home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? So, yeah, tell, tell me about your experience in, in the class this semester. Um, I think this class is really, really incredible. Um, I'm, I am not from a songwriting background. I tend to write more like fiction and prose. Um, but I think what's really cool about the songwriting class is how experimental it is and how um, Tarek really pushes us to try new things. Um, so every week we have these writing exercises and what's really great is that there's a we're supposed to only we're supposed to time ourselves and only give ourselves like 20 minutes to complete them or hmm. so and i think like just that sort of structure really takes away a lot of the pressure and writers blocked for i don't know I, I i for me at least i'm a bit of a perfectionist and that really like killed that one for me or that impulse um and really like pushes us to try new things and keep it very relaxed which and I think that really helps us um, come up with a lot of like new ideas and new approaches to writing, which is makes it a lot more fun and helps us generate a lot of really interesting content, I think. Yeah, um, it, I, I find uh, these kind of exercises, they really re they're really an exercise. That, uh, they really uh, reveal to you what's what you have, you know, like there, it's a process of like excavation and discovery. Yeah, um, absolutely, for mm -hmm. sure. Um, so, you know, I wonder, like, what what you're going to take with you from this class to your um, your your writing practice, your uh, fiction and prose writing practice. Um, something that I'm for sure taking with me. It feels a little bit obvious, but I feel like my um, my writing's a lot more lyrical. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. there's we we've like I, I've like really helped uh, refine like the flow in my writing. 
Mm. Um, something else that's really cool about songwriting is because we only it's only three minutes long, um, we have a very small word limit. And I think that it's really it's a really important skill to be able to pack a lot of in, like information and emotional content in such a small space. Um, and I think that's something that can translate into any elements of writing. Um, even academic writing, because if you're giving a presentation or something, I think it's really important to be able to be concise and impactful. And I think that's something that uh, a really big takeaway from this class. Yeah. Refinement, right? Mm-hmm. So t- tell me, uh, what, what kind of writing do you generally engage in? Um, I kind of I'm a little bit all over the place right now. I've been doing a lot of screenwriting, which is cool. Cool. Um, um, and this has been really helpful because um, in terms of like writing dialogue, because I tend to go a little, uh, it's, it's really easy to get off track or write too much or something like that. But this has been uh, really good at trying to keep me um, sort of on track and in the right space, you know. <laughs> dialogue is hard. So tricky. Dialogue <laughs> is tough. It's hard to sound mm-hmm. like real people. <laughs> Yeah, which seems like the one thing we should all be able to do. Right? I know. But it's hard it's hard to set, it's hard to write real sounding dialogue that is worth, you know, people listening to, you know? Um Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, are is there anything specific you're working on now that you could talk about, you know? Uh Um right now I'm working well, um for this class, I, I, I was working on this one song um, called Grace, which was really cool. Um, it, it also came out of our the seven-day writing exercise that a lot of people have used. Um, and I ended up doing sort of like a mashup. So I took two. So from two days, I, I wrote two different songs. And then I decided to kind of like try to blend them together. Um, and that's that's sort of what I've been working on right now. Um, which is which is really challenging. I think the the seven day writing exercise was really really insightful. I've never had to like consistently write that much every single day. And what was cool, I think it started out it was really tricky to like figure out like a new thing to write about. But then once you get in that groove, I think it really make it becomes easier and easier and opens more doors and helps you like sort of like train that creative muscle in your brain. So that was pretty cool to see over that period of time. Yeah, it's 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 really cool um, as a writer to engage in these exercises and actually feel like to see progress and to feel progress. And it's amazing that uh, just in over the course of seven days, one can actually notice like a, a, a real difference in in what's yeah, what's absolutely. coming out right yeah mm-hmm. um and it was uh, it was really cool because we did the writing exercise over reading break as well so it was like a nice everyone had like a big break from school so that wasn't where our brains were which yeah. um i think really helped generate a lot of creativity because there's just like no stress going on and kind of you can definitely have like you like open time to experiment with whatever you you're feeling that day which I thought was pretty cool yeah it's, it's interesting what surfaces when you when you cut out all of the like daily quotidian sort of noise from your life yeah you know absolutely. it's it mm-hmm. always surprises me like whenever I go out in the woods I'm like oh there's you know stuff surfaces I'm like where was that you know 
why wasn't I aware? Where was that when they needed that assignment due at midnight, right? <laughs> totally, exactly, exactly. That's what happens. <laughs> wow, well, cool. Thank. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so glad that uh, the class has 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 been so so good for your practice, and uh, good luck with mm -hmm. the 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 screenwriting that you're working on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, thanks, Jasper. Um, cool. All right. Well, we're uh, we're carrying on with um, some more songs from the class, and uh, our next student is Samantha Chen, um, and the song we're going to hear is called "Can't Even Help You."
So that's a song called Can't Even Help You. Um, and that is the creative writing student in my class at UBC Creative Writing, Samantha Chen. Samantha, that was cool. So much mood. Um, my uh, my first question that I'm curious about uh, is is the percussion in that song. I'd love to hear uh, what it, what it what it was and what inspired you to per, to 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 give that performance. Um, hi, yeah. Uh, so the percussion was just like me tapping on the table, and then the there was like a clapping sound, which was just slapping my hand really hard. So um, my choices for those were. Um, like for this, it was like a revision from the seven day writing challenge as well. And what I really wanted to focus on was like making sounds that would make me feel like present in the song. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do things like and make like sounds that I was like directly involved in. So that's like how those like came to be. That's so interesting. You wanted to give a performance that would make you um how did you phrase it sorry would you say that one more time samantha that would make you more present in the song yeah because i think like in my previous songs i would like record like one line because i don't really like sing very often so i would record one line and then stop it and then record so for this i wanted to like sing in one go and like play the notes in one go so that it wouldn't be like just making like fragments of the song so yeah that's why i wanted to like be involved in the song more cool okay i think i think i know what you mean yeah it was such an interesting contrast between the 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 really sort of paced um sort of bass layer of the 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 moody piano and then this sort of completely unpredictable um percussive element that that sort of um, had a life of its own, uh, and it's fascinating to hear, um, you know, where you were coming from with that as a sort of way of keeping you or pulling you into the song yourself. Uh, it's interesting that you, I, I, the way you phrased it, because the way you, that, like you did it for yourself as the writer, um, um, as a way of tethering yourself to the piece. I think that's fascinating. Um, I really liked the the. Uh, soundscape of this of this recording um is that piano is is that in your home like that sounded to me like a real a real acoustic piano is that in your home yeah yeah it's like the piano in my parents house (laughs) yeah that's what i was that's what i figured um it had that sort of living room you know family piano sound which uh which i'm very partial to um really cool is that is that a piano like you grew up with and spent a lot of time with yeah actually i've like it's it's i don't know exactly when we got it but it's been around since i was like a child so yeah it has been around for a while yeah pianos kind of become members of the family you know when they're they're just there they're you know they watch you eat dinner every night and you know you you sit at them innumerable times and just make make sound on them uh a really cool piece thanks so much samantha Thank you. Thanks, Samantha. Thanks, uh, Jasper. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I love that uh, vision of the piano. And I, I have one right behind me. I don't know if you can see it, but uh, mm-hmm. it'll, it'll probably be watching me later when I eat dinner. Um, 
All right, we have a couple more students. Uh, we're gonna share songs with us. Um, right now I have a student named uh, Chantal Scott, uh, one of my BFA students uh, in creative writing, uh, lyric writing, advanced lyric writing forms. And we're gonna hear a song um, that Chantal uh, wrote. Um, this wasn't one of your class submissions, right, uh, Chantal? This was... Um, it was not, it was for right. revision assignment. Revision assignment, right, okay, cool. Um, so let's take a listen to Natural Disaster and then Chantel, we can chat with you about it after. That is a UBC creative writing student from the uh, School of Creative Writing, uh, Chantal Scott in the lyric writing class. And uh, the song you heard right there is called Natural Disaster. Thanks, Chantal. Um, great song. It feels, like, it feels like there might be a question at the center of this song. Is that, am I, am I like way off or is, am I onto something? 
Um, I'd say you're definitely not way off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of, I wanted the core of this song to just, I don't know. Well, basically, we, um, we did this writing prompt where we had to wake up or, like, set an alarm an hour before uh, we usually wake up and then free write and then try to create a song out of what we wrote. Um, I'm definitely not a morning person, so that could have been <laughs> where that all came from. But um, yeah, I so that's kind of how it started. Um, and I created the chorus first, and I really, the core of the song is kind of just like, it's mainly about mental health, but just, um, I think a lot of people go through like coming out of a place and like working really hard and then finding themselves kind of back in it and being like, how did that happen? <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's what the core of that chorus was, and um, I also used this song for the revision assignment. Um, so yeah, when I was revising, I just kind of wanted to keep that. So I guess maybe the question is just like, seeing if you can get into a good place. <laughs> cool. Um, that's such a cool writing exercise. I'm going to try that uh, if I can get myself to, <laughs> I can bring myself <laughs> to set my alarm one hour early. Uh, yeah, I, I de- that came across the um, what you were saying about about um, how the song sort of inhabits a, an, a, 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 this idea of wellness or unwellness or how you know one's how it how it can change so quickly. Uh, one month I'm here, next month I'm there. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of us experience that um, a lot. Um, it's like, how did the song, um, you know, from the initial, uh, from the initial inspiration that, that morning to the revision stage, like, you know, where did the, when did the idea for the song sort of come to you or was it always there? Like, did you know right away what the song was? Um, I think my, my morning writing was a little bit all over the place, but it was definitely like, Ah, oh, like why am I feeling this way again? Blah blah blah. Um, and I usually like try to create a sequence of chords on my guitar first um, before I can get like a proper melody. So I did that first. In the first line that kind of came to me was the first two lines of the chorus, um, and then it kind of just rolled from there. And then those two lines just really kind of stuck in my head. Um, which is why I used it for the next assignment as well. What were those two lines? Um, too many times I've been on the mend, so I think a fault line lies inside my head. Yeah, right, right. Um, I liked the the line, the cement line too. Thank you. Yeah, um, good good imagery in there, and I feel like those those images, the cement up to my neck and cement and fault lines, like those those all live in the same world in my mind. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thanks for sharing. It was great. Thank you. Thanks, Chantel uh, and Jasper. Yeah, I, I'm happy to uh, to tell you more about that writing exercise if you ever want to try it. Mm. Uh, I actually stole it from uh, or inspired by it from uh, Owen Pallet, who had this exercise where you get up really early and open a bunch of favorite song lyrics on a computer and have them surrounding you. And uh, mm. yeah, there's a couple l- layers to it, but. That's a pretty fun one. Cool. 
Um, okay, we have one more song from uh, our uh, students uh, in uh, creative writing, lyric writing class. And uh, this is a student uh, who's actually taken the class a few times. Sometimes um, uh, students are, are just taking it for the first time that you've, you've heard here today, but also uh, multiple um, revisits from various students is always fun too. Uh, and to see how their work changes and evolves and grows and so forth. So we're going to hear um, something from uh, Cole Claussen. And um, this song is called uh, Ghost of a Flea. So we'll play the song first. And come back I wanted to, to say a few things before we start. Sure, please, yeah. First, I just wanted to warn listeners that this song has a little bit of profanity on it, so maybe not a good time for the kids to listen to the radio. Um, I also wanted to thank the people who helped me make this song, my friends Jeff Pemberton, who is an audio engineer who helps me make my stuff sound better. I'm, I'm okay at doing that, but I'm not nearly as good at it as he is. Um, and then additionally, um, my friend Tristan, who teaches drums at Rufus Drum Shop and also plays in some cool bands like Pet Blessing, he plays drums in this. This is for my band called Tall Mary, and I have a, an album coming out through my friend Jack's label. My friend Jack is in a local band called Book Club, and he has a label called Astoria Tracks, and he is releasing this album for me in 2023. And so this is one of the songs from that album. Once! Fuck! 
forget to work with gentleness. Don't you forget to fill up those big eyes with stars. Don't ask me to pay you for it. You wanna be me. I wanna be him. We wanna be you. You wanna be me. We wanna be me. We want to be him. I swallow it. Lie. Five. Twenty-five. Front. When will it end? So that's uh, Cole Klaassen from Creative Writing, uh, Lyric Writing Class, uh, and that song you heard called Ghost of a Flea. Thanks, Cole. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Yeah, cool song. Can you tell me about recording it? Like, you know, that's, sure. it's like pretty much, it's like a complete song, full soundscape, drums, big pianos. Like, I'd love to hear about it. Sure. I decided for this album, rather than renting a studio to do all this in my jam space, um, and I, I have some pretty good microphones, and so with the help of my friend Jeff Pemberton, who you can find at, at GP Mix Tech on Instagram, who's a very good audio engineer, um, and I'm just lucky to be a really close friend of his, he has helped me with all of this, and we've done many, many recording sessions for all the songs on the album. Um, and we just do it sort of like you would do in a studio, but with using like a combination of his and my microphones. And then for the drums, which we wanted to sound really good, we rented a bunch of microphones and did that all in one day so that they would sound really good since it costs so much to have 10 really nice microphones for the drums or whatever. I was really taken by that initial sound with the coming in with the piano, the really like the crashing. Mm. I couldn't really yeah. identify it. Well, how did you, how did you make that? I just made that through a big part of my process is I use loopers a lot and I just mm. save a lot of loops. And I find it's sort of like if you write a poem every day, um, if you make a loop every day, then after a while you filled all the 100 loops on the looper. Um, and then when you listen back, probably a lot of them are going to be pretty weird and like not very usable. But also probably, you know, one or two in 10, you're going to be like, I really like this. Mm. Um, and so that was one of them when... I can't really remember exactly why. I think I was jamming with some friends and one of them wanted to play piano. And so then I plugged my piano into my looper, just like an old sort of like the Yamaha, like digital piano. You would like get your kid when they start piano kind of thing. Hmm. Um, and then I think I just had the gain really high and I just smashed it really hard. So it flipped a lot. And then that, that was it. There's like, maybe there's a little bit of reverb on it, but otherwise it's just sort of like clipping um, digital piano. Yeah. Uh, cool. Cool. Uh, it, uh... I love. I just love hearing how people achieve certain sounds. It's it's, um, and because it's like I like I'd never really heard that sound before, and it's it's rare yeah. these days to like hear something new, like a new sound. Mm -hmm. um, oh, what can you tell us about? You. What can you tell us about like you know the lyrics and the song itself? Like, uh, I I I'd love to hear about it. Sure. So the song is called "Ghost of a Flea." It's named after a little painting by William Blake. 
um, William Blake did this interesting thing where there was some sort of young um, sort of psychic kind of occult kind of person who was, I don't know, maybe like 20 years younger than William Blake at the time. Um, who was really enamored with William Blake because William Blake was, was clearly neurodivergent in some way and had visions and every, all the time was hearing stuff. Um, but this young occult guy, he couldn't see anything or hear anything like William Blake could. And he was like, oh, I wish I could like see spirits. Um, and so then he organized this thing with William Blake where he, he would like try to summon a spirit of like a, a famous dead person um, or like a historical figure and then see if William Blake saw that person and could talk to them. And then William Blake would do a painting of what he saw. Um, and in this one, he just sort of saw something that the, this sort of occultist never tried to summon, um, which was, he said, the ghost of a flea, um, sort of the, the ghost of like a, a really blood sucking person. And he said that, um, sort of like greedy blood sucking spirit the people the spirits of greedy blood sucking people inhabit fleas like sort of like i guess I, like i like to think of it as if if when a really really greedy blood sucking person dies then they're like sort of stuck inside the body of a flea i don't know if that's what william blake meant but it, it's just a it's it's a really beautiful painting look it up it's really creepy um but that that was sort of when i had the the first loop that started this wasn't the the piano one but it was the sort of electronic music kind of sounding one um, I've been really these days into making noise music that's a little more sounding like electronic music, but make the beats and stuff using like guitars and basses, like an acoustic instruments. And so that like kind of thing, that's what started it. Um, and then I slowly added other things. And then I looked on this painting, which I really like, which I have in my wall at the jam space. And I was like, okay, this sounds like this painting for sure. And then I decided to sort of write about this, not loosely in a very like, just sort of thinking about capitalism kind of way. Cool. Um, cool. I'm going to have to look that painting up. Yeah, look it up. Great. Well, cool. Thanks so much for, for sharing again. It's great to, great to hear new work. And congratulations on the release next year. Thank you so much. You can find my band on at Tall Mary Noise on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you, Cole. Uh, and uh, that uh, that's, that's all of the students uh, from... From our class, Jasper. Wow, um, perfect timing. We are right perfect at the timing. end of our of our yeah. slot, so that that worked out great. It did. Um, yeah, I just want to say, um, really, uh, it's really, really cool to, to 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 hear. I'm sure it is for you. It's also cool for me. I mean, I'm I work with these students all the time, but uh, or once a week, but just to uh, to do something like this is as i also think just a really kind of nice way to uh, to end as we come to the end of the course and have an opportunity to to share in a wider kind of way um and and, and really really appreciate all uh, both of you uh i see and jasper for your thoughtful uh, questions and hosting as well so thanks for letting us do this it's uh, entirely our pleasure thank you so much for sharing all your work with us and uh, taking the time to to come on CITR. I hope I hope you folks swing by the station uh, next time you're on campus. Uh, come say hey. We'd love to meet you in person. Yeah, and if you ever release any music that you want to send to us, you can email it to music at citr.ca. We're always looking for cool stuff to add to our digital library, so we'd love to have your music as well. Mm, awesome. Cool. Great to know. Well, uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks again. Uh, thanks to all the students. Everyone did uh, such a great job. 
I'm real proud of y'all, and uh, this has been really fun, and we'll be doing it again next next term, I hope, as we as we keep this tradition going, right, Jasper? Yeah, we'll see you next time. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, check it out. I found that canned ham, and I put it in a pot of boiling water, and guess what I'm calling it? Soup? Hot ham water. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM Vancouver, Nourishing Radio. Oh. So watery.